What's up, everyone? It's your host, Britt, and welcome back to the Tea on Crime. I'm here with my co-host and wife, Jessica. Hello, everybody. Before we even start this episode, I feel like I needed to clarify something. So in our last episode, uh, something that you, a lot of you may not know is Brittany has a really hard time with her words. <laughs> Clearly you do know from the last episode. Uh, it's always been an inside joke in our relationship with whenever she messes up on her words, which is usually every other word. Um, I've always teased her about having a seizure because she just cannot get her life together with sentences. Um, so when I said, are you having a seizure? No, she was not having a physical seizure, although I am CPR and first aid certified, so she would survive. But nonetheless, I just wanted to clarify, I'm happy to be here, but only because I was promised after this episode, I can go to the craft store Michaels to get all the things. <laughs> well, we are glad you're here. That makes one of us. Just as a reminder before we get started today, the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast are simply my own and are only presented to educate. I've linked my case sources in the episode notes below. This week, I'm going to tell you the story of Kendrick Johnson, which I know nothing about yet. This is another case that I believe did not get enough media attention. Whether or not that is because it involves a man of color, I'll leave that up for you to decide. I think by now we've all learned my personal opinion on that matter, and it's something that I will continue to stand by. I have to raise the question to each of you again. If Kendrick, Kendrick had been a white male, would this case have been handled differently? Would there be a different outcome for the answers? So are you basically stating that this case is going to be focused on racism? Absolutely. Oh, okay. Good to know. Kendrick Johnson was born October 10th, 1995 in Georgia to parents Jacqueline Johnson and Ken Johnson. Kendrick Johnson lived with his family in Valdesta, Georgia, and attended Lowendell's High School. His family and friends described him as a sweet and quiet boy. He was a three-sport athlete and dreamed of playing professional football. On January 11th, 2013, the body of 17-year-old Kendrick Johnson was found in the most unusual of circumstances, upside down and rolled up in a school gym mat. The mysterious death of Kendrick Johnson was initially ruled an accident by law enforcement, but his family was not convinced. I mean, really, who could take that as an answer? I wouldn't be convinced either. They said it was an accident that he was rolled up in a gym mat? They did. I'm not really sure how you come to that conclusion of being an accident, but that is what that, they believed. That sounds very plausible to me. Right. It makes total sense. The initial autopsy revealed that Johnson died due to being suffocated as a result of being stuck upside down in an enclosed space for an extended period of time. Just after 24 hours of being found, the investigators ruled Johnson's death an accident. The sheriff's department asserted that Johnson must have accidentally fallen into the center of the mat while reaching for a sneaker, what? which he had stored there so he wouldn't have to pay for a locker. So apparently this was a thing that a lot of the students did is instead of having to pay for a gym locker, they would just shove their sho shoes inside the middle of the gym mat. And just wait, uh, like a rolled up gym mat or just on top of a gym mat that's laid out? Just rolled up, just shove them right in the middle. Uh, 
it was very common, I guess, so they didn't have to right. pay for the so locker. So they just have these rolled up gym mats. I don't know how high school locker rooms work. And then interesting. Okay. Right. Right. It's very interesting. It is very interesting. So they ruled it an accident, which again, I don't really know how they think that that would be an accident. Um, and he was found upside down, right? Yes, he was found upside down. Um, and like I said, it was due to suffocation, as they said, how he died. Did he have any blood coming from his eyes, nose, or mouth when they found him? Yep, I'm going to get there. Okay. So Johnson's mother was reported to quote, Kendrick went missing. Nobody searched for him. Nobody called a U.S. Marshal or the FBI for him. Nobody called all those people in. They didn't put it all over the news. They didn't do any of it. So this, wait, you're saying that this wasn't, essentially it wasn't publicized at all? At all. No, it's it's one of those cases that a lot of people don't know about if you were to ask them. What? Which, I mean, I think when I asked you about it initially, you also weren't aware of it. And this is in Valdesta, Florida? Valdesta, Georgia. Georgia. Mm-hmm. Oh. Right. Anyway. Yeah. Johnson's parents felt that his death was not being taken seriously in part of, be- in part of his race or because a larger cover-up was at play. I fully agree with his mother's statement. This is an issue in America, and there's an imbalance right there. When a Black person goes missing, no one really acts like they care. As soon as a white person goes missing, it's a totally different ballgame. There's media attention solely focused on that missing person, and the fact that it's solely based around skin color is horrible, and it's an injustice. It is, but it's something that is extremely true even 10 years later. Right, which is really sad. It is. It's unfortunate. When the mat was first unrolled, Johnson did have one arm stretched above his head and the other down around his waist as though he was struggling for his shoe. He was just in his socks. Students had also told police that it was common for them to leave their belongings in the mats when they didn't want to pay for a locker, which is what we discussed earlier. Okay. Johnson's body was initially discovered while students gathered in the gym on the bleachers where the rolled up mats were sitting next to. One student said they were able to see Johnson's body had what looked like to be a bruise on his jaw. The mat in which Johnson was found was around six feet tall. When rolled up, the mat left a 14 inch hole in diameter in the center. Johnson's shoulders measured 19 inches across and he was five feet, 10 inches tall. And this was, how tall was the mat? Six feet tall. And he's 5'10". Yes, he's 5'10". And his shoulders measured to be 19 inches across. That doesn't make any sense. It seems possible that if Kendrick was trying to squeeze into the center of the mat, he could have scrunched his shoulders together to make himself narrower. Like he was going to dive into the mat? Right, kind of diving in, like a Superman pose, kind of. I'm not sure how they... (laughs) Right. But his parents would later maintain that his size versus the size of the mat alone was enough to debunk the investigator's case. Yeah, absolutely. Five tenths. Yeah, no. Almost a full day had passed until Johnson had been discovered. As he was upside down, blood would have rushed to Johnson's head, Mm -hmm. and he eventually would have began to bleed from his facial orifices. Yes, okay. So I would assume that his face was very swollen by the time that they found him. Yeah, that's why I asked if he was bleeding from anything, because if you are upside down that long, it's, you know, gravity, so. Right. Near the outside of the mat, a single black and white gym shoe had been located. If you aren't familiar with this picture, if you go over to our social media accounts and check it out, I've linked a picture of his shoe so everyone could see. To me, this is one of the most baffling mysteries of the case. The black and white gym shoe that lay on the ground below Kendrick Johnson 
the one he presumed to be reaching for, was lying on top of the pool of blood, but there was no blood on the shoe itself. So it was just sitting on top. Right. It was just hanging out. One shoe on top of the pool of blood. Right. No blood on the shoe. So it looked as though it was basically laced. Yes. Okay. There was also a hoodie and a different pair of orange and black gym shoes were also found lying on the floor of the gym, as well as traces of blood on the wall nearby. Who did these shoes belong to and where does the hoodie come into play? That's my question. Okay, so there was a pair of shoes and something else next. As well, yeah. That had nothing to do with him. Right. Okay. Investigators tested the blood, which revealed that it did not belong to Kendrick Johnson. Now, this is the blood on the wall. They also reported that the blood had likely been there for a long time. I'm confused why there would be blood on the wall in a gymnasium in high school. I guess that part didn't really make sense to me. Well, I mean, they're guys. I'm sure they, you know, are roughhousing, whatever. Right, that still makes sense. We should have tested it. Invest- did they, test it? they did not. No. Investigators did not take the hoodie and orange and black gym shoes into evidence. Here we go again. I feel like this is once again a missed opportunity to take something into evidence that could have provided further information. So my question again is why did we not take those things into evidence? They're in there. They were near the body, but we left them behind. So they... <laughs> okay. Johnson's parents believe that their son's death was not being taken seriously because of his race. Again, we stated that earlier. I I think it's very important. Kendrick Johnson was African-American, and the Lowendells County Sheriff Chris Prines and his investigators were all white. So I guess my question is, when you were doing your research and you initially heard about this case... Uh, was it kind of hard for you, since it sounds like a lot of racism is swirling around this case, and that's a very big part of it, was it hard for you to, I guess, hear because you are a Caucasian female, right? And I, I'm not sure how that would affect you or any of the readers or, you know, the listeners, stuff like that. Absolutely. I think it's, like I said earlier, a huge in, in, injustice, and it makes me it makes me very sad that things like this happen, but... Yeah. Do you think it would have been different if he had been a Caucasian man? Oh, yeah. I think everyone would be aware of this case, and I think it would be reported, and you could go up to someone and say, hey, have you heard this, the story of Kendrick Johnson? And people would know exactly who you were talking about. Yeah. That and that's sense. terrible that we even have to say that. It is. In 2013, racism in Valdesta, Georgia, was still very much alive. The family's attorney, Cheyenne King, expressed that if Kendrick had been white, the case would have been handled differently. Mm-hmm. On May 8, 2013, a judge granted Kendrick Johnson's body to be exhumed. A private pathologist was hired to carry out a second autopsy. This time, the autopsy revealed that Kendrick had suffered hemorrhaging on the right side of his neck, which meant that he likely died from blunt force trauma. The pathologist concluded his death was not an accident. On top of this, the second autopsy revealed that some of Johnson's organs were missing. What? And in their place, his body had been stuffed with newspaper. Newspaper? Yeah, I guess it's a very common practice um, when it comes to embalming, which we'll get to. It's either stuffed with newspaper or sawdust, I found out. I was all thinking that somebody took his organs. That's kind of what you think, right? When you hear it, that's definitely what you think. I thought that as well. The The Georgia Bureau of Investigations, also known as GBI, 
claimed that when the body was sent to the funeral home after the first autopsy, Johnson's organs had been put back inside the body. However, the coroner said that these organs were not sent to the funeral home because they were too decomposed and were instead disposed of beforehand. The funeral home said that they received the body without organs and it was replaced with newspaper. And as I talked about, um, it is a common practice while embalming that they do place it with newspaper or sawdust. So I guess I'm confused. One source is stating they were there, right? That had to do with the investigation. And then the coroner and the funeral home is saying they were not. Exactly. So why would we say they're there? Why would you even make that statement? Right. It's, yeah, it's a definitely conflicting information. I did a little further research on the missing organs because it is stated in numerous reports that this was done due to decompensation. (laughs) There we go with the words. I wanted to clarify how the organs were so decomposed if he had only been missing for an entire before his body was discovered. I did find that it was reported his organs were destroyed through a natural process and this was done due to the position of Kendrick's body when he died. The fact that he was upside down. Yeah, so that's how they got so decomposed so quickly because, like I, like I said earlier, he had only been missing for a full day. So I was a little confused on how the organs were uh, apparently so damaged. It's probably because I would assume, right, with gravity and physics, if he's upside down, the blood is rushing away from the organs. Right, all of the swelling, I'm yeah, sure. and they wouldn't be able to pump consistently okay right but again we still go back to the fact that there's there's two different stories and two different sources claiming one thing and saying no the organs you know were there and then the funeral home stating no we never received the organs at all yeah that's very strange i think the johnsons did try to sue the funeral home for mishandling their son's body and perhaps having done so in order to cover up his true cause of death but this case was dropped regardless the organs were lost it was dropped Yeah, the case was dropped. They couldn't sue the funeral home. The judge didn't feel that they had mishandled the son's body. And again, I don't know if that goes back to you have the investigator saying one thing, funeral home saying another. Was this judge white? Yes. Regardless, the organs were lost and could not be tested during the second autopsy, which further aroused suspicion in Johnson's parents that this was a cover-up, mm-hmm. which I totally agree with. Yeah. I think anyone would feel that way. As a result of the new evidence, Matthew Moore, the U.S. attorney for the Middle District of Georgia, announced a formal review of the case. The Johnsons hoped for, the, for a coroner, coroner's <laughs> inquest, which would begin the process of reclassifying the case of Kendrick's death as non-accidental and reopening the investigation. So throughout this entire time, with even with all this evidence, they're still claiming it's an accident. Yes. Yes, they are. Okay. The request, however, was denied. Of course it was. Even though the coroner, Bill Watson, had originally expressed a lack of confidence in the sheriff's department's handling of the case. Interesting. Okay. CNN gained access to the school security footage on the day that Kendrick Johnson was killed but upon viewing it, realized it offered little insight into what happened that day. The cameras which faced the mats were unfocused and skipped around. All that could be seen from the cameras was Kendrick walking towards the gym and then several seconds of footage of him jogging within the gym. He was never seen leaving the gym and never showed up for his following classes. Well, that's weird that it wouldn't show him leaving. Right. Furthermore, a whole hour of footage from the gym was missing, 
right at the time which would have shed light on what happened that day. This finding further increased the confidence of doubters that his death was an accident. Yeah. Then in 2014, Kendrick Johnson's parents filed a wrongful death suit against the school officials, alleging that Johnson had been harassed by a white student, which went neglected by the school, perhaps due to his race. And he was like a, <clears throat> you said a three-star athlete, right? He was. I wonder if the student was upset. And I'm sure he had a lot of students win competition with him, right, with any of these sports teams. Right. Ebony.com described the murder of Johnson to have been at the hands of two white brothers. Though they did not include names, the description of these brothers closely resembled that of Brian and Brandon Bell, who the magazine claimed had killed Kendrick because of a fight they had over a year earlier, which had escalated. The Johnsons also accused the brother's father, an FBI agent at the time, of covering up the murder by manipulating the school and authorities involved in investigating Johnson's death. So he was involved in it initially. Right. Okay. In 2015, the Johnsons filed a $100 million civil lawsuit against 38 people, including three of their son's classmates at the school, the local crime lab, state and federal officials, five agents of the GBI, an FBI agent, and more. The parents asserted that the sons of the FBI agent killed Johnson and used their connection to cover up the investigation. Johnson's father, however, admitted that he had no hard evidence to back up any of these claims, and the Johnsons had to drop the suit. They were sued for more than $850,000 in attorney fees and more than $1 million in defamation charges. They were ultimately ordered by a judge to pay, pay close to $300,000 worth of lawyer fees to those they had accused with no evidence. That's unfortunate. It is. In 2016, the Department of Justice announced no charges would be filed against anyone in relation to Kendrick Johnson's death, considering there was insufficient evidence to support federal crimes committed. As far as the feds were concerned, the case was officially and finally closed. In June 2018, Kendrick's body was exhumed for a second time and a third mm -hmm. autopsy was performed. The findings of the second autopsy, that Johnson's death was not accidental and caused by blunt force trauma, likely due to being struck in the neck with a 45-pound dumbbell, were confirmed by the third autopsy. Oh, wow. Okay. Kendrick Johnson's parents hoped that with the results of this autopsy, the camera footage, which they were convinced had been tampered with, mm -hmm. and the mishandling of evidence at the scene would be enough to reopen their son's case. It wasn't, was it? It does appear, however, that their quest for answers has only led to more questions. According to the county sheriff, Ashley Polk, if there's questions and they're legitimate, I need to know the answers myself. That way I'm going to know how to look at the evidence myself. Polk and his team were able to secure a wealth of evidence from federal authorities, in part thanks to an appeal from Johnson's family in November of 2020. Now the sheriffs have enough evidence in hand to perhaps allow them to solve the mystery once and for all. But we still don't have the hoodie and pair of shoes, and we never tested the DNA on the blood. We never tested any of it, and I'm sure that the hoodie <laughs> and the shoes are gone, just like in cases before things are mishandled. So as of right now, there are no answers to this case. It still remains unsolved. And I really feel for Johnson's family because as you can tell, it's definitely, in my opinion, not an accident. Yeah, no, I can't even imagine what the family's going, even 10 years later, I think it would just, you would become more anxious and 
upset of I could not even imagine how they would feel. Right. All right, you guys, let's end this week with a little tea time. Let's be honest, there has likely been at least once in your life when you had to make a silly excuse to justify something you did. Hopefully it was not as stupid as the following story. While being handcuffed after leading police on a high-speed chase in Florida, Relaford Cooper III claimed that it was his dog driving the car. (laughs) What's even worse than his excuse? There was no dog in the car. So he said... He didn't commit the crime because his dog was driving the car. Right. And no dog in the car. (laughs) You want to hear a joke? I love jokes. I'm ready. Where do dogs like to park? Where? The barking lot. You're welcome. (laughs) Did you just come up with that one on the spot? Yeah, I did. (laughs) It was pretty good. Dad jokes are the best. I didn't have one last time. (laughs) I know you were thinking of it, though. (laughs) I was. I couldn't come up with anything. Probably been planning that one all week. I was. (laughs) Couldn't make that story up even if I tried. As always, you guys, thank you so much for listening. I wanted to let you know we now have a Patreon page. If you are interested in getting extra episodes that are ad-free and will only be released for the Patreon listeners, please head over to our page at patreon.com slash crime, and that's spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. If you are interested in subscribing to that, we really appreciate the support and we'll be excited to provide you with bonus content. If you enjoyed our show today, please remember to go and rate the show on whatever platform you are listening to. Give us a follow on Facebook at Tea on Crime Podcast, Instagram at Tea on Crime Podcast, and Twitter at Tea on Crime Pod. That's it for today, but we'll be back next week to serve you more tea on all things true crime. Thank you, everyone. Bye.